0: Welcome back to the United Podcast, the podcast of the official Man United Supporters Club here in Sydney for a podcast I did not want to do. I knew this day was coming, lads. Um, I'm sure everyone in the live chat knew I didn't want to do this, but it was inevitable that one matter has finally left Manchester United. As you can see, I've got the flag behind me, um, the El Mago flag, and, um, yeah, it is just one of those podcasts. Obviously, it had to happen at some stage. Unfortunately, Larry's not here to console me, but I've got good mates Vin and Rob to help us through it. I'm sure a lot of people in the live chat will be offering um, some tissues for me as well. But um, the news has just broken, so I haven't actually even read the statement in regards to what has happened. one um, has obviously left the club. They're not going to... Or he, he hasn't slashed. They're not going to renew his contract. And um, I'll get to a few guys in the live chat first. But um, Vin, talk to me. How are you feeling? Because I think everyone knows how I'm feeling, so I won't bore everyone. Um, you talk to me.
1: So this, this moment was inevitable. Uh, it was coming... Uh his his career with United was coming closer to an end and uh, though a few weeks ago what you 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 said on the podcast it did it did make me think like okay I would I would want Mara to stay around especially with the uh, you know Europa League and also he's a great mentor for sure so some part of me wanted him to stay around uh, especially what a character he is uh, but you know uh, yeah it, it good things have to come to an end and uh, yeah that's that's true
0: yeah, not true, but unfortunate. And Robbie, we were sort of having a chat a little bit earlier, about a couple of hours ago, about one matter in oh. a pre- previous interview he did in the Athletic. So we were having a discussion, and obviously along the lines of, okay, he's very likely going to leave, and that's the right decision. However, we did hear of the interview he recently did do with um, Laurie Wiltwell, and we're thinking, hang on, maybe with all the players leaving, there is actually a very strong case that he actually could stay, even him personally speaking in terms of what he was saying. There was that still a bit of an ambition to not leave Man United, in this current situation, does want to go out on sort of a so-called high. So um, obviously deep down we did think this was going to happen, but maybe there was a bit of whether it was hope on your side or hope on my side, there was that chance that he was going to stay. Now the news has obviously finally been confirmed. Um, Sum up your feelings for us.
2: Well, firstly, commiserations to you because we all know how much he is. your, You know, you got that bromance of and You know what? He's, He's one of those guys, as I said, I just put up a place now, just a class, a class gentleman, mate, and like he's just a, the the most. He's he's the definition of a professional. I don't think anyone else, on and off the field, professional, never any issues. Just such a nice, down to earth guy, and 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 a World Cup winner, and and he's won it all, pretty much, to be honest. Euros, World Cup, he's won it all. Only he's the domestic league. Person. Only the
0: domestic league. Valencia obviously didn't win it in Spain, and never won the league with Chelsea, and United, which was unfortunate. But yeah, go. everything else. So if he just did like win that,
2: mate, as Vin said, um, we're we'll just talking about this today. Like, will he stay? Will he go? There's so many people outgoing. Just, just to have a person like him in the locker room, mate. His experience, mm. his calmness, you know. But as like I like said, I listened to some of our podcasts today, and he said, "I, I want to continue to play football," and that's the thing that would have come between them. I don't think. United would be able to give him as much game time as he would like. And look, it's, it's a shame, but um, like I said, with the Europa League, I would have loved to have him, especially in the group stages, yeah. if, you know, mentoring the younger the younger ones coming through would have been great for him to stay. But look, a parting of the ways has come and he's one player that no one will ever have a grudge against.
0: The one positive I will take through this, and I am scraping for positives, is uh, I think off the back of what Eric Ten Hag sort of has sounded like since he's come in, I, I think this has, probably has been an honest discussion. I think he probably had a very similar discussion with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer two years ago, or maybe even three years ago, when, when Solskjaer first really got the job. That's when One Matter first signed one of these extensions. About, okay, coming into more game time or, or consistent game time, that quite sort of never really eventuated. I think Ten Hag has said, look, I'll be honest with you, I would play I might be able to get your game or here or there, but not as much as you want. So I think if an honest discussion has happened there, that is best for both parties. And the on the United side of things, that is good. Okay, we're we going to see more of a Hannibal or a new sign in that area of the pitch who we can look to the future. Because it won't matter as much as I love him and I think he should be playing more football for us, he is not the future. And that is obviously what Manchester United do need to look forward to. But I will go to some guys in the live chat who are offering um, their condolences, which is very much appreciated. As you can see in the live chat, there is a poll. Um where does one matter rank amongst Man United sort of you know, Old Trafford sort of status and hierarchy? Because I think it's a hard one um, in terms of the success. Do you really put him in that legend category? He's obviously better than just a decent player. Is he a cult hero? So do let us know your thoughts in the live chat. But Adam, always good to see you, mate. Josh, as always, any lad's thoughts are with Tom during this difficult time? I appreciate that, mate. Um, George here saying, only signing that stood up for me um, in a long time. Spent eight years at the club. Gave you that 7 out of 10 performance when he played. Played out of position on the right. Still did a decent job. He made obviously seconds um, Josh's thoughts here. Adam, appreciate the support as always. And um, Jamie, obviously one of our listeners from Northern Ireland. Good to see you, mate. Um, good morning, guys. Day of morning. I will have an early night. Um, I'll try and sleep this one off. But Vin, on that, a few. I think George mentioned it there in regards to his ins it's hard to think about now when we're talking 80 million signings, 80 million for Harry Maguire, 80 million for Deong Pogba for 90 million, then for free, Mbappe getting on 100 million every couple of minutes. One medal was a record signing, 36 million pound, club record signing. I'm just thinking, how does his time sort of rank as a club record signing? Because obviously, look, now 36 million is a bargain for a player of his quality. But at the time, club record, did he live up to what a club record should deliver?
1: uh unfortunately not uh he, it, he, I wouldn't blame it completely on Mata that why the, that this whole thing didn't work out um uh, it's it's majorly about him uh being the best player of a squad when the rest of them were purely utter nonsense um uh, especially it was just him and Rooney who was doing most of the heavy lifting during the initial years and uh, when Rooney moved away, he was one of the senior members of the squad. Of course, I'm not forgetting about uh, David De Gea, but uh, from the from the final third. Uh, on the basis of what he has performed, as George mentioned, uh, 7 out of 10, 6.5 out of 10 every single time, for, for sure. Every Any game he played, even as a substitute or even as a starter, he never gave us any moment that we could say like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Uh, One of the few uh, technically gifted players uh, United had over the last few years. And uh, many a times this has been mentioned on the podcast. He's one of those players who doesn't have to think. He's already thinking when, even when the ball's not with him. So he gets the ball and he just moves the ball so effortlessly to the other half of the pitch. Uh, But from what he had won with United, of course, he had won a lot of things. I wouldn't say a lot, but the Community Shield. uh, uh, Then he won the FA Cup with uh, Louis Van Gaal at the helm, and then the Europa League, uh, and even won the. uh, I I think I'm forgetting one of those trophies. League Cup, League Cup. Oh yeah, the Carling Cup. So he he won he did win a lot of that, but uh, winning the league title and winning at least like you know progressing with United to the final stages of a Champions League is something he missed out. uh, so from, from that point of uh, perspective, people wouldn't accept or people wouldn't say like, okay, he is, one of the bar, he is one of the greatest ever signings United had. But of course, for 36 million, you couldn't ask more for a player like yeah. Armada.
0: Where do you sit on that signing argument, Rob? Because you do look, sort of in just sort of rattled off some of the trophies. In those three trophies, the FA Cup, the League Club, and the Europa League, if you go back through that in those runs, whether it be the FA Cup final, but especially that run in the FA Cup, Europa League, I think he was potentially in the team of the season. And the League Cup, I remember he scored a winner against Manchester City um, at Old Trafford. I'm just thinking he played a huge role in those three trophies. So as a sign in terms of weighing up, technically a club record sign-in, But ultimately, look how bad our signings have been post Fergie. Does he potentially be our best signing post Fergie, even if he didn't live up to what a club record should? Um, Where do you sit on that in regards to sort of value for money?
2: Well, you'd have to say right up there eight years, a longevity um, in itself. um, He's probably, to think that, um, you know, post Fergie, he's made it through how many managers now? Four or five managers he's been through. And, you know, and, and continuously, even though he hasn't been. A continuous starter in the eleven, he's always been, like I said, someone that's always been used, always stepped up whenever he's needed to be used. He's always been there for the team. He's never been one of those players that whinged as well. Whenever he need, whenever we, whenever we needed him, he's been there for us. Like I said, and, and especially in those early years in his um in his career at United, he, he was quite a pivotal player, man. Like I said, just pulling the strings in midfield, he was really good. I remember him and Andy Herrera used to link up quite a bit. You know, he's a couple of great set pieces, free kick goals. I'm sure we can name a few of them. Just someone that was just, I used to love his calmness. Someone that was so calm. So look, again, the people who play in, in those free trophies post-Fergie, I, I wouldn't call him a legend of the club, but for someone who's been there for eight years and who's just continuously turned up and, like I said, been consistent, um, yeah, you'd have to say he would be maybe in the bracket underneath legend for me.
0: I, I think he's in a combination. I can't see the poll, the stats in front of me. Maybe someone in the live chat can help us out there. But I think he's in in around the cult hero slash United great. Uh, I'd
2: say cult hero yeah. is, is pretty good. To, um, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, delivering on and off the pitch, uh, 243 appearances. And uh, a fun fact was like when he did his uh, when he made his debut for United, uh, Olegunasolza was the captain yeah. for uh, was the manager for uh, Cardiff. And then he went through that whole cycle of managers, and uh, then yeah, and now now he'll be he would have played with Ten Hag. It would be like probably his sixth or seventh manager, including the interim ones. So that's that's a quite a. Career. Scored on
0: Ryan scored a double on Ryan Giggs' debut as manager against Norwich. Came off the bench. Ryan Giggs yeah. said one of the hardest decisions he ever had as manager at Manchester United, while be a small sample, was the first team selection. He walked in and said. I'm going to have to leave one matter on the bench. How can I leave a World Cup winner, European Championship winner on the bench? It's simply impossible to do. And he said that was his first task. And he said after that, he knew what sort of how hard management would be and at the highest level. He said, I can't believe managers have to do this every single week um, to leave a player of that quality on the bench. But obviously one matter did come on and one of them was a header, actually. But um, one here from Josh saying 2014 to present um, has been a dark period, but he can hold his head up high. We go again, Is forever etching his balls off. I, I'm disappointed he stopped those blogs. He got it because he got he had to stop because obviously we know how sort of social media has turned in the last couple of seasons. But, um, I thought that was a nice thing he always did. And here from a rival fan, Scott, and um, good mate of Robbie's um, from It's a Football Thing, good player and top professional shame he was underutilised by a few gaffers at United. I think that's always interesting, not so much from Scott's point of view there as an Arsenal fan, but you look at Chelsea fans and a player going from Chelsea to Man United, public enemy number one, Chelsea fans still love him. Well, yeah. he's not hated at all at Chelsea, and you just think, oh, that is weird. That goes to show sort of the sign of the player, one obviously classy player, and obviously what he did for Chelsea in regards to obviously winning and helping winning the first Champions League, but obviously off the field. And before we get into sort of more sort of on-field things and the sort of highlights I do want to bring up in regards to sort of memories that stand out, I'll just start with you, Rob, in regards to that off-field stuff, which is, I think, a huge part of everyone's admiration for one matter in regards to everyone has a connection with him, whether the fans in terms of he'll, he'll stay back, sign autographs of people, the charity work, the introduction of Common Goal and sort of donating 1% of his wage to charity and sort of more people have come on board with that. We're very cynical as fans sometimes sort of looking at PR and thinking, okay, they're doing, raising this money or they're putting this line out for this reason sort of thing. And you, there's certain arguments with that, but you can never be too critical. If someone's raising money or raising awareness, it's better than not doing it. So you can only be sort of complimentary of it. With one matter, it always had a genuine feel to it, that, that he was doing it for the right reasons. And um, just your thoughts on it, because we're going to get into the football side of things, but that impact that he has had off the pitch at Man United, not many people have done that. Like, like I'm sure 90% of players, 99% of people who walk through the doors, of Old are good people and nice people. It, it's a little bit different with him and just your thoughts on why.
2: Yeah, just like I said, a, gen, a genuine, class guy. I guess down to earth, and I think he's just someone that cares about other people and puts other people before himself. Um, that's from looking at, from the outside in. Like, um, you know, eight years I've seen, like I said, him continuously doing that, and I'd say he would have been a role model for someone like Marcus Rashford, who's kind of you know that next tier down, and who's gone out and you know with all these charity stuff he's done, but who who else would have looked to and you know someone like Juan Mata in the dressing room to to continue down his um down the road of doing stuff like that. So yeah, look, I, I personally I don't think anyone can hate this guy, man. He's just a, a down to earth human. And like I said, on and off the pitch, mate, he's just a class guy.
0: We'll go through some highlights and let us know in the live chat um sort of your memories on the pitch of one matter in regards to sort of obviously we'll start on it, Vin, uh One Field, you can see the photo up behind me there. Uh, lucky like you have that to have it
2: um, double. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that's where I have to start because, look, we do look at this cup final goals. I do want to bring up the importance of that FA Cup final goal. We haven't done an episode on Jesse Lingard. Maybe we should have, but Jesse Lingard put it in the FA Cup in the top corner to win the FA Cup. That doesn't happen without one matters equaliser late on in the match. So on Winefield and that first, that double against Amf- um, at Anfield against Liverpool, so, such a, Rob, you'd be disappointed. We're at Scruffy Murphy's for that game. Um, there's a rare win we did have it. Scruffy Murphy's for that game. It was a Saturday night kickoff and, um, what do you make of that, Vin? Sort of looking back, Because you look how Diego Forlan's reminisced at Man United and what a club legend he is that winner by John O'Shea at the COP in the 90th minute and sort of the legendary status off the back of that. Not many players go to Anfield and score a double, and not only a double, but in the fashion that he did that second goal goes down. Can you remember a better goal at Anfield by a United player?
1: Uh, I would, I would as it's a matter I wouldn't, I wouldn't digress, <laughs> uh, but uh. Yeah, so that performance uh, from Jan Mada uh, was something uh, I, I I can call it as more than world-class uh, because we were not playing as we, we should be playing. We were like our form around that season, around that time was really, really bad. Uh, that particular performance lifted the spirit of the team. And of course, uh, getting a victory at Anfield was really special. And of course, I... I uh, I, I would have never expected Wamada to do a bicycle kick uh, at, or a scissor kick at, at, at Anfield. And uh, that, that goal did give some excellent memories.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, George reminded us in the live chat here, the assist against Wolfsburg for the Chris Smalling goal in the Champions League. And, um, Josh, here, another reminder. Everyone talks about the Anfield double, but the goal against City a few games later in that patch of form you mentioned there. We obviously beat Liverpool Spurs and the 4-2 at City. It was a bit of a breakaway. One matter had a few breakaway goals. Obviously, nine well, times out of ten, he was the slowest player on the pitch. But he often well, found he himself like, in positions.
2: One of, was it last well, in the season before against Wolves, I think, was in the, in the FA Cup or something? Yeah. He got a breakaway goal and everyone's like, is he going to have the legs? And I think he even yeah. lobbed the keeper maybe in the end as well. Yeah.
0: So. That goal, um, Josh, reminded there in the Manchester derby, he did have a good record or not a good record, but always stepped up in Manchester derbies as one of the sort of better performing players when he did play in those in those sort of early periods and um, big goals. But is there any sort of other standout moments? Obviously, I have to talk about the FA Cup final goal because I still think, yes, we did win the Europa League a year later and that is a big, okay, it's the first time we won the Europa League, it's a European trophy. We do have to scrape the bottom of the barrel for highlights post-Fergie, but I think the highlight for me post-Fergie was that FA Cup final win, and ultimately one matter sort of stepped up with a big moment um, just before Jesse Lingard. But are there any other moments that it spring to mind on the pitch before we sort of move on?
2: I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of free kicks, man. He definitely had about a good yeah. four, five, six free kicks. Obviously, there was the one a couple of years ago against Juventus. You know, um, I think there was a crack one against Watford, Leicester. There's yeah. been a few over the years, I man. Just same that same exact position, top right hand corner, left foot. Like you could just see, you know, when he was taking it, it was a good eighty percent that was going to go in, and he has scored some bangers. Where do you sit
0: on that, Vin, in regards to misuse? He was misused. Now you can say, okay, was Wayne Rooney better in that position? Like, was was a manager right to play Wayne Rooney in that position, or? how how well has he performed we you sort of alluded to the idea that maybe he technically didn't live up to a, a club record transfer fee and you, again you're not putting that sort of on him and there's obviously extenuating circumstances but how good has he been considering he's the worst position he's the worst player for a right winger now obviously he plays that right wing in a in a unique way where he comes in and plays a lot of his football Um, sort of in the 10th spot, but that obviously creates maybe a little bit of an imbalance in the team. But how good has he been, one, in regards to performing the skill of a footballer, a number 10 playing out wide, but obviously maybe off the field in regards to that relationship with that position, not complaining? Because he's one player, we talk about Paul Pogba, I'm not saying he's complaining, but he's one player, has to have everything absolutely perfect around him. Or Martial needs this, or this fullback needs this winger in front of him, or this centre-back needs that defensive midfielder. One matter isn't that player, And he's been stuck out there for years and years. And um, I've never seen one article, one tweet, one sort of look on the bench from one matter saying, I'm not happy here, where he had every not every right to, but considering other players have sort of acted upon those urges. One matter, you definitely wouldn't have sort of raised an eyelid if you did sort of kick up a bit of a fuss.
1: Absolutely. Uh, For instance, Rob mentioned like he's one classy professional and classy gentleman. And, and that's that's how it is. He is one of those guys uh, with an old-school mentality who just loves to play football. No whinging, no throwing twice off the pram. I, I, I remember when uh, some of the United players uh, raised an eyebrow when they were asked to pray, uh, play on the right wing instead of the left wing, where they are more suited for. And, mm-hmm. and here is this guy who loves playing centrally, and uh, he spent around 75% of his... Career at United playing on the right and never complained, never made a fuss about it because all he wanted to do was play football and help the team. We don't get professionals like that. And that's that's what I fear, like, what, what we are missing, what United will be missing in the future uh, a real, mm-hmm. thorough professional. Of course, we have Cristiano Ronaldo and David De Gea, who are like extreme professionals. Of course, I won't keep, keep them, uh, keep De Gea and Ronaldo on the same balance, but still, that's, that's one thing we'll be missing out uh, because. It, it's all about playing the game and playing for the team, not winning the, winning your own individual battles like raising your own PR or raising your own value. He never looked at that. He never wanted that. So yeah. that's that's something we'll be missing usually.
0: No, definitely. Well, my mum in, in the live chat, um, any parent would be happy to have one matter as their um, child's soccer role model. Hopefully, I'll go into that category, mum. Hopefully, you're proud. But um, in regards to that, I want to bring the, my mum's comment up there because what impact do you think, Rob... In regards to, obviously, one Matt has had a tough couple of years. Obviously, his mother was sick for quite a while and um, unfortunately did pass away. And that obviously, I've read his book. Um, he obviously had a very close relationship with his mother. Do you think that this has had an impact in the decision, like his personal decision? Because there were, he, he's at that stage of his career. You can almost, obviously, all the money is in the Premier League. And that's where the best footballer is at the moment. You can't see him going to a Premier League club. The obvious move for him is back to Spain. So I'm just yeah. thinking, do you think? Look, unfortunately, this happens to players that they lose loved ones from time to time at their age. And I'm just thinking, but do you think this one is a case where it potentially has hit him harder than hits some, some other people?
2: Yeah, look, it's, I guess it's a big possibility. Obviously, I don't personally know him, but yeah, if I, I completely agree with what you said. Um, from here on, I do not see him at another Premier League club. I think he will decide to move back home, back to Spain. Look, a love story would be him going back to Valencia for a couple of years. But, yeah, look, I guess that's where, wherever his family is, is where he's going to be most comfortable. And definitely, look, when you lose your, your, any kind of a friend or parent, anything, it's going to hit you hard. And I'm sure the team's been, and the club's been very supportive of especially someone like him. But, look, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to say 100% was that part of his reason for, you know, parting ways now. But I guess it's I guess it's something. But, from here, I definitely, like you said, I agree with you. I do not see him have another Premier League club. I think he will move back to Spain.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Porche, I don't need this in here. I don't need to get any sort of more depressed moment. Timber deal on Virgil clubs. I did see that on Twitter before we went live. But let me just deal with this situation at hand. Then I can worry about Timber tomorrow. But but just on that one, I to finish on to finish on. And if any um, any other sort of points in the live chat that I've forgotten about, feel free to put them in and we can discuss them. Or Rob and Bin, do let me know if there's any other sort of topics you want to bring up. In regards to his time at Man United or what the future is, et cetera, do let me know. But in regards to a lot of people say, oh, why do you like one matter so much? And there are a few, one, the football. I've always maybe a similar type player to what I was when I was a little bit younger. He's actually two years younger than me. But when I was a bit younger, we were always around the same age, well, obviously, back then and now. Obviously, quick maths would suggest that. But when I was sort of growing up, 16, 17, 18, I was always looking at in Europe, okay, who are the best players in my position, in my age around the world? And he was always one of those players. I looked at Spain as the best sort of youth team. And I was thinking, oh, hang on, if this guy's playing at the same uh, it's my position at the same age, I have to be better than him. I'm well, not better than him. So I was watching him at 18-19. He's a special player because obviously in a very good Spain team, I think they won the Euros in Spain. I think it might have been the under-19s. And obviously he did then kick on into the first team. At Valencia, so, so I've always had an eye on him there. And then Valencia is sort of not my team in Spain, but obviously I do have a bit of a um, soft spot for Valencia over the years. Pablo Weimar was a very similar player to one matter in the Valencia days back in the day. I was gutted when he got the move to Chelsea because he was slightly linked with United, but went to Chelsea, did great things. Then over the moon, you do see him arrive on the helicopter. But just from a personal thing, like we have such a disconnect with these players. You, you just have to look at the situation with Paul Pogba at the moment and how disconnected he is with fans. But one of the things with Wine Matter, you've always felt that even from the other side of the world, you felt there was some type of connection, even though you couldn't be further away. But And it, sometimes that might just be a visual at Old Trafford, sign an autograph outside the Stretford end. But when he came to Perth the other year, I've seen see the, the signature on the flag there. We had a flag made up for him and he signed and signed and he saw the flag came over. And I thought it was just going to be, oh, he'd sign it and walk away. But he sat down, he stopped, he said, oh, do you want a photo? Come over the rope, come over here, stand here, have a quick photo with it. Asked my name, sort of thing. It had about a, must have been only a minute chat. Felt like ten minutes, but it must have gone really quick. So the, no skin off his back. I'm sure he forgot about it the next day. The next day, we were down there with with one or two other kids from the the Man United supporters club, and um, had the flag back down there as well. But I didn't want anyone to come. He'd already signed it, so it was just draped over a sort of a barrier, sort of thing. And he came over his way and said, "Oh, Tom." So he remembered the name from two, three days ago, and that's for me was just something blew me out of the water. He said, "Oh, do you want another photo with it?" And sort of thing, and things like that. Again, the next day he probably would have forgotten about that. But for me, something just sort of lives with you forever. I'm sure a lot of people. I remember we had maybe 40 or 50 people went over from the supporters club to the other side over in Perth. 40 or 50 people all met one matter. He's that one player. And I don't want to criticise a Paul Pogba or Marcus Rashford, but they sort of walk through. They maybe signed one or two autographs here or there. One matter, literally, and I, I say this genuinely. He literally stayed and signed for everyone that he could. And sometimes he was down there for 30, 40, um, up close to an hour signing. And I'm not criticizing other players for not doing that, but it just goes to show um, it is genuine with him. So, you um, make
2: me cry in a minute, Tom.
0: Not crying. Well, when I turn the camera off, that's when I'll have my tears. I've got a box <laughs> of tissues here. But, um, Vin, how important is that? And obviously, it is important. That's why we're discussing it. But, that is why, for me, he, he's not a legend. Okay, I understand football and reasons. You need a little bit more, and maybe not through his own doing. You probably need that more success, which comes with being in a better team. I look at David De Gea. I think if David De Gea wins a few more trophies, it's not even a discussion between Peter Schmeich and Van der Sar. I think De Gea is leaps and bounds above them. But he doesn't have those trophies, which back up the other play, people's arguments. I think one matter is potentially in that same boat. But um, yeah, maybe just give some closing thoughts on that, um, just in regards to everything.
2: Careful,
1: been... Yeah, sure. So um, as I said, we will miss a player like Juan Mata within uh, within our club. Uh, we there. I don't see there is another professional out there with uh, with such a great off the pitch and on the pitch character. Uh, he's going to be missed, and I just wish him the best of luck. Hopefully, my 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 train of thoughts right now is running like, okay, he'll go to Valencia. He'll play there. He'll manage Valencia one day, do a better job than Gary Neville, and then uh, probably won't become, be a hard. <laughs> become a future Manchester United manager. Uh, I only want like him or Wayne Rooney to become a Manchester United manager from our you know from our player squad, whatever I've seen. So hopefully this comes through, and hopefully we will uh, revisit this particular clip uh, sometime in the future.
0: The future, Rob, in regards to our matter for the last couple of years, because okay, it's finally gone now. But for the last maybe three or four years, okay, he's going to leave this year, then he's going to come back as a club ambassador or as a club coach. Can one matter coach? Who knows? He he might hate coaching. He he might love it. He might love it and be woeful at it. Who knows? But we all have this thing, yeah, he's going to come back as a coach, and we're all happy with that. We're not happy with Darren Fletcher, who's got years of coaching experience at Man United, that one matter, yep, he can come back and coach. I'm just thinking, but there has been this narrative that he's going to be a club ambassador, and there was a strong rumour a couple of years ago that in these contracts, is the stipulation that when he does retire, he will come back as a club ambassador. Is that just sort of set in stone that we're, we're just assuming that is going to happen because of who he is and the connection that he does have with the club? Or do you think that's just been a little bit of lazy journalism?
2: Again, I think it's something we would all like. I don't think it would be anything concrete. And, and I think it's just, it's just another compliment to him because the person he is and, you know, especially with all his logs and how he used to talk and how professional and, you know, he's someone that would always... He'd probably always give credit to the club and how good the club is you would never talk down the club so that's why people like him you could pro- yes, trust is the big thing from the club so someone like him you know i'd love to have him as an ambassador because he would be you'd be proud to have him representing your club kind of thing so yeah. look i don't know i just all i want to do is wish him all the best thank him for the years thank him for the memories and look one day he might return to the club and as something like an ambassador it would be nice
0: no, definitely, uh, George. Just with a quick question here, we were discussing this a little bit earlier. Rob, when we listen to that previous interview, has anyone been to his restaurant? We just heard an interview with him, George, and um, doesn't have the restaurant anymore. Closed down throughout um, the pandemic and Brexit and everything that changed. One or two things, but he's now changed it into a bar, like a cocktail bar. So, yeah, um, bar. haven't been to that, but um, obviously he has, as we've alluded to earlier, he has set up a few things in Manchester. Um, so he does obviously whether he moves away back to Spain, he will have. Sort of some connection um, to the city where he will obviously have a platform to come back to if he um, chooses to do in an ambassadorial role. But I did say a little bit um, yeah, earlier, George is also in Valencia and Sydney FC. I wouldn't be shocked if an A League club over the next couple of years, sort of, I guess, I don't think, I think America's far more likely if he goes down that path of a sort of a bit of a money grab and guest stint. But I'm sure... I
2: I, I I couldn't see him going to, like, um, any of the Arab countries. I couldn't see him going to America. I don't know why. Just I could see
0: him... Between America and Australia, I think it would be America (laughs) over the 80s. But I agree it it would would be a play for me. He stays in Europe. I can't see him going to Asia.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: No, definitely. Um, My mum here saying... I might send her a check after this. I think you share a lot of the same qualities as one matter. I hope she's talking about me. But... um, I think that just does about um, about wrap it up. Um, hopefully, everyone did enjoy it. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't too emotional. Um, I still haven't read all the statements. I'm sure One Matter has probably tweeted since or put something out on Instagram, and that might send me over the edge. But I um, hope everyone has enjoyed it and got something out of it. Um, if you are happy One Matter not has left, or maybe you are happy that he's left because there obviously is benefits to that football-wise in terms of Man United moving forward, I'll disagree with them at the moment. But um, it is definitely a valid argument. Um please do leave a like on the video. Um, leave one like for one matter. Please do, but um make sure you are subscribe if you are new. Um have I missed anything, lads.
2: I think you wrapped it up, mate. I'd just like yeah. to say again, nothing's remember him for someone who played with his head and heart before his feet, I reckon we can say, because that's um yeah. that's probably a perfect example of one matter.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Anything, Vin? Yeah, no, he said it. He said it the perfect thing. Yeah.
0: No, perfect. George here, get out of here with it. That was yesterday's news. Um, only one matter. But look, we, we did one about Pogba a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago when that Juventus deal was pretty much agreed. Uh, maybe after the Pogumentary or whatever he has called it. Uh, we can do a review of that and get Rob back on for that one. But as I said, hopefully everyone did enjoy that. Please do leave a like on the video. And um, I don't know where Larry is. I'm sure he'll be back soon. Um, maybe when Anthony Martial leads, um, Larry can return for the Martial podcast. But um, hopefully everyone has a good couple of days. Tomorrow night we'll probably be back with a Friday night pint, And um, until then, we'll chat to you when you chat to you. So have a good one, guys. Cheers. Cheers.